Welcome back, Cuzzies. We're back at you again with another one. And today is a very special episode because we have a special guest on the show we're going to interview later on. Um, but first, like, let's get this started. So, Costa Brill, what's up, man? How you been? I've been good, man. I've just been, you know, not riding roller coasters in June. <laughs> I know, right? It's weird. I mean, and the crazy thing is our home park is open. Like, yeah. we both haven't been um but who knows i was thinking about maybe going out there this weekend um and oh, yeah? checking it out but i don't even know if there's reservation spots open and um i don't even know if i want to like just just go out there through all the hassle and stuff i do kind of just want to check out what they're doing and the operations and all that kind of stuff so and also visit soon. yeah and also just just to say that i've been to a theme park I was going to say in 2020, but technically I have been to a theme park in 2020 because I went to Epcot in February. But, you know, summer 2020, post-COVID, or I guess not really post-COVID, but during COVID um, times, I've uh, been to a theme park or amusement park, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, we'll be uh, talking about a couple of topics today. We've got your traditional COVID updates, as always. Um, as always. <laughs> Disney has a huge re-theme coming that we're going to talk about. And then Ryan from Theme Park Tours is going to join us. He's give, he gives us an interview that after it's done, you're going to feel like you're going to want to jump on a motherfucking bus and go on a theme park tour with this dude because he is a good dude and he's got a good system going. Definitely. So got a great interview coming up later in the show. But Definitely. first, let's jump into the news. All right, so let's start off with some COVID updates that's kind of going around. Um, unfortunately, we got kind of a, a sad one that's kind of uh, that's kind of going around, and it hits me kind of close to home because I used to work there. But Universal actually um, is has done a, a little bit of around the layoffs and stuff. I don't even know if it's if it's hit news yet or anything. I haven't really looked at it, but I know some of my my friends that I've talked to um, have uh, have told me this, unfortunately, but they've done a little bit of layoffs um, for some extra positions that they don't need. Um, and actually, one of my friends, unfortunately, got laid off. But um, she's staying positive, and you know, it is what it is during these times. Um, another thing that I found out is they're still only paying their employees eighty percent of their salary. Um, good news is for that, they're only, some of them are only working 80% of the time, so getting extra days off, so it's kind of, that's good. But there are some departments that are putting in a lot of work, you know, especially some of the executive level and stuff, and they're still only getting 80%. So I think that's it's kind of unfortunate, especially them being reopened and everything. I feel like you should really go back up to 100% at that time. So It is so wild to think, like, they've had their jobs through all of this. They've reopened. Things are looking good, and then all of a sudden, cuts. That's really really tough yeah and breaking news in florida um they announced today um the bars have closed down on florida so the governor came out and put a lockdown on the bars so all the bars in florida have closed down man in texas as well um so you know maybe they're going back into locking stuff down so maybe those theme parks might even close and disney world doesn't even open there's definitely a swing kind of a backward swing happening right now that i can feel uh Kansas City, actually, I don't know if you saw this, but we're recording this on a Friday night, and about an hour or two ago, Kansas City said you had to have a mask in all, like, indoor public places, so um, a lot of uh, different precautions coming out, and it also translates over to the theme park world, where Disneyland 
when they came out, we, we mentioned it last show, they're opening July 17th. Um, that is no longer the case. They've been postponed and there has not been a date specified. They were like, psych. Psych. <laughs> like, I thought it was kind of like a surprise in the first place, just with Disneyland being such a huge park in the state of California. Uh, so I did think it was a little optimistic, so I can't say I'm surprised by it. But um, they will remain, I believe it's July 9th is um, when Downtown Disney will open, and they are still sticking with that date. So good news there, I guess, if you want to get your Mickey ears and you don't know how to buy Mickey ears online, you can get them at Downtown Disney. Woo! But then, Not just like you said in, in Florida, man, there's Disney World cast members have like a petition going to try to delay the opening, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get some movement through their union, some cast members. I mean, I don't know that I would feel safe working at tourist capital of the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, what- I would say, uh, you know, as much as I want these theme parks and amusement parks open, but... You know, I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy that I don't work in one right now, where that's <laughs> a huge mass gathering. And oh my gosh. Um, you know, it's. I'm sure that's not the place to be and stuff when it comes to all this. And but, you know, at, at the end of the day, things do need to reopen. But you know, how do you how do you really know? Nobody knows right now, and it's very <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally. I see, especially from the union side. You know. A lot of Disney's uh, cast members are unionized, so I'm not shocked at this at all. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then um, kind of one of the slowest states to reopen, at least in theme park land, is Virginia Parks. And Bush Garden has come out and commented that they may not be able to open this year with the current rules that were set by the state of Virginia. And to kind of put it in a nutshell, um, Bush Gardens as well as King Dominion. King's Dominion has kind of been put, they're considered large amusement parks. I mean, even in the U S just in general, but in the state, they kind of, they've kind of labeled them as smaller attractions and would only allow a thousand people into the park at a time. So Bush gardens basically came out and said, there is no way we could possibly make a profit with only a thousand guests in the park with how big our operation is. So they've come out and said, if this is the case, we may not reopen in 2020 so king's dominion has not come out and said anything themselves but you've got to believe that they would be in the same boat if those were the same uh restrictions that were placed by the state of virginia so oh they have to be i mean they're they're so close to each other (laughs) yeah and they're also a bigger park so it's like you think it'd probably affect them more Uh but you know there's also been news this week that or last couple of weeks that you know SeaWorld Entertainment hasn't been paying you can tell that they are struggling because they're like not paying contractors that put their rides together and they're not able to like open Iron Glossy right now because they have a a fat check to pay <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh this is not good news for that SeaWorld Bush chain there um which you hate yes. to see yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I said this a while back when we first started talking about COVID. Like, I, I could totally see this could maybe be the end of, uh, maybe not the end of it, but definitely them selling those parks off to other, other companies that could maybe take on that, 
that debt and be able to kind of survive more. But, um, you know, I love those parks. I've, all, I've always had they're one of my most enjoyable ones that I go to. I love Busch Gardens, Tampa. Um, SeaWorld during Christmas time is so – like SeaWorld Orlando during Christmas time is fantastic. I, I've never been to San Antonio or San Diego during Christmas time. Um, so I can't really speak to that. But love those parks. A lot of fun. But um, I hope hope they can make it through. But they were, always, they were already hurting before COVID. So – they were there's actually some pretty heavy rumors that SeaWorld's trying to kind of tank to bankruptcy right now and uh, that would not surprise me one bit mm-hmm. all right but kind of the top story um from recent days and it's taken the world by storm the disney freaks everybody's coming out on the internet saying their opinion about this but disneyland and disney world came out and announced that splash mountain will become no longer no dates were given but they did say there's going to be a princess and the frog re-theme coming to splash mountain which is huge news especially with the current climate that we're in right now um you know any disney attraction especially if it's a classic like you know i put classic in air quotes because it's 1989 when this was put in and 1992 in disney world but anytime a classic goes, there's always somebody kicking and screaming. I mean, Maelstrom. People were pissed about Maelstrom. Mm-hmm. Not too many people pissed about Captain EO, but I remember a little surge. <laughs> <laughs> you add a little bit of, you know, racism in the middle of it and just kind of what's going on right now. And it is uh, kind of an ugly place to read the comment section of any post right now. Yeah. But I do want to hear I'm looking forward to it. I mean, this is kind of direction Disney's going to all their rides. I mean, you, you know, they have Guardians of the Galaxy coming. They have – they really want to use their IPs and really push that. So, and, you know, Splash Mountain, you know, it's a fun ride. We I love going on and stuff. Um, been on both of them at Disney World and Disneyland. And uh, they're great. But I definitely think, you know, having – put an IP there, especially – princess and a frog i think to bring that story to life in a ride like that i think i think it'd be a lot of fun yes and i will say uh now theme park said you have not seen this movie but um it's honestly it's, it's one of the better disney movies in my opinion especially with the princess in it the uh music is fantastic in it i think it's actually catchier than the old zippity doodah which you can come <laughs> at me for that one but yeah, like you were saying, man, this is their new way. This is they're putting new IPs on old rides, and they've nailed like the last few that I can think of. Maelstrom going to Frozen, a much better attraction, like much more popular as well. Um, even Tower of Terror on the West Coast, that was a huge thing to switch it to Guardians of the Galaxy, and that ride is a freaking party. So I do not think that Disney is going to come in and just put a cheap overlay on this ride i think they know what they are replacing and i think it's going to be an incredible refurb um it, it gets me excited to ride it again mm-hmm. so. yes disney disney knows what they're doing people yes. trust the system it's going to be a fantastic ride it's going to blow splash mountain 1.0 out of the water yes and nobody's going to miss the briar patch rabbit <laughs> nobody all right well some people will unfortunately but some people uh, will. People are heated. I think the closer this gets and, you know, once people start riding it, I think people will forget Splash Mountain pretty quickly. 
All right. All right. Let's talk about, let's go to thought of the week. So what have you been thinking about this week, Costa Bro? Hmm. What have I been thinking about? Hold on. Do we need to, uh, sorry. You're good. Sorry to make you have to cut here. Um, do we need to intro the interview? I was going to do that. Are we going to do thought of the week and then do the interview? Or are we going to do inter- thought of the week after the interview? Oh, I guess either works, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought we'd just do thought thought of the week, and then then I was gonna intro the interview, or you could intro the interview, whatever. Um, actually, do you want to intro it? Because I'm I I think I'm the one that talks to him and say, hey, welcome and stuff. So you you want to preface it, and then it'll, it'll trip over to me on the on the other recording. Yeah, I forgot but, how you mentioned how you started it though. I just said, hey Ryan, welcome and everything. So if you just want to say, okay, now we're gonna. Um, we have a we have an awesome guest on the show, and um, we're gonna we're gonna switch over to the interview with them. Um, and then it might it might not sound super clean switching over, but that's kind of normal sometimes to. when people do interviews on podcast. At least the ones I've listened to. So. Me too. Yeah. Just clunk clunk. It's yeah. okay. All right. All right. So let's do thought of the week. Um, so I'll just start off again. Like, oh, let's switch over to thought of the week. What have you been thinking about? So, so I, don't my, I don't even have my thought yet. <laughs> Mm. So, Brandon said, "Park bitches get money." Oh, he said, oh. "Fuck bitches get money." So, I do know my thought of the week. All right, <laughs> all right. Let's switch over to thought of the week. So, Costa Bro, what have you been thinking about this week? Yeah, I've been. Uh, this is actually brought by um, an in the loop host. Brought this up on his Twitter. His name's uh, I think it's Online Hyde is his Twitter name, but. He brought up an interesting question that, um, and if you haven't heard about this yet, Kentucky Kingdom has a hard rumor coming out that they are going to be receiving an RMC Raptor coaster. Oh, snap. So this would be the second park with two RMCs because they have Storm Chaser, and then you've also got Lightning Run, which is an amazing chance Hyper Morgan-like awesome ride and then you also have the woody uh kentucky flyer the family woody that they've added so all of a sudden you kind of have you have two competing markets right so you have holiday world and then you have kentucky kingdom Mm -hmm. after this ride who has the better ride lineup that's tough i mean i'm almost leaning the kentucky kingdom on this like a little bit you know they kind of have a little more diversity than than what holiday world has when it comes to the the coaster lineup but but i think overall experience i think holiday world so takes the cake if you're just looking at you know something for the whole family to enjoy like i mean i think with the water park integrated into the system um all the flat rides they have you know i think wait what all what are the flat rides yeah that's what i want to bring up they have a good dark ride i will give them that gobbler getaway is very good but what flat ride there do you have to ride? <laughs> yeah, I'm because when we went there, like, and granted, this was 2010, so the, we rode Pilgrim's Plunge. Yeah, but I I, I consider that the water park, like, so I, I it's gone too. So what? And that's gone too. So it's like, oh yeah, there isn't there isn't a standout flat anywhere. You got like Scrambler, right. you have like clunky flyers, you have like a tiny skyscraper. Like the water park is baller. 
It is hands down. Yeah. But with the new coaster line, and I would agree with you. I think, I think holiday world is the better park, but the better coaster lineup, if you're strictly coaster riding, Kentucky kingdom is more interesting visit right now. And now I'll, I'll just say this, just go to both, but, um, <laughs> yes, but and if this, you my favorite thing about the parks, East coast, Kentucky kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, holiday world in the central time zone. You go to Kentucky kingdom in the morning, you drive like an hour and 10 minutes to holiday world, but with the time zone, it's only a 10 minute drive. <laughs> so it's like a hack. Yeah, it is. That's, that's interesting. trying to make like a whole day out of it. So go to both because you can do both, but people would also argue you can drink at Kentucky kingdom. There's, um, whiskey and I mean, you're in Kentucky, so bourbon, yeah. um, I don't know. And they have a water park. All I'm saying is I think I'd rather spend a day at Kentucky kingdom right now. And that's my I mean, thought of the week. I haven't been to Kentucky kingdom, so I can't really speak to that, but I definitely want to go. And sounds like I just need to wait a little bit and wait till these, till this Raptor RMC gets open this rumor. And hopefully it comes, uh, it, hopefully it is the truth and it comes in. And I'm definitely going to go. It sounds very true. They have construction walls up and, um, there's, there's like a perfect spot for it that's been like measured out by enthusiasts and they just know it's going to happen. <laughs> so that's awesome. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately, of the week. Yeah. Unfortunately, my thought kind of goes back to COVID and everything like that. And it's, it's kind of theme park related just because we're going to talk about Orlando. Um, but it's, I'm kind of gearing it towards like the MLS soccer and NBA because both of those sports are supposed to kind of, bunker down in Orlando, Florida and restart their seasons. MLS is doing MLS back tournament and NBA is going to finish out the season um, in Orlando. But now with Florida spiking super hard, shutting down bars and, and they're getting like 9,000 new cases a day, which is insane. Like, um, yeah. That's insane. what happens when you just go to theme parks and play on the beaches. Yeah. Or tourism. So my thoughts are like, you know, all, all these like, big leagues and stuff want to you know go down to florida because yeah they have a little bit looser rules but you know and and, and at the end of the day it's entertainment that's what sports is all about just like theme parks is entertainment it's something you make memories watching and like sounds like florida is just kind of like um dark web of like entertainment options during this crazy time and um but florida's always been a kind of like looser interesting state and everything so I just been kind of thinking about it, like, you know, and, and granted, back when they established these rules, both these leagues, you know, so you don't want to, you know, crucify them for this. But this is when they were in lockdown and cases were on a trending back down, but now that things have reopened, it's like, do should we still have these? Should they still go down to Orlando during this time? And also, should the theme parks in Orlando, the ones that have reopened, should they stay open and should should they keep going forward? So. Dude, everything it sounds like it's about to just backfire and you know these executives and high up companies are about to just lose millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like yeah so i know it's just interesting to think about so i know the mos uh it starts up next month so actually in in about three weeks or about three weeks we'll have the first games and i saw nba release their schedule um today um, but I don't really know all the details of that. So, but 
it's going to be interesting to see if that continues that they still have that and also see what happens with all the entertainment options not only in orlando but just florida in general like tampa as well yeah no joke yeah. man by the way what you drinking Oh, I'm uh, I'm drinking the same thing I had last week. I got the Easy Sport again from Boulevard Brewing Cap uh, Company, the Rally Ale. I'm drinking the same thing, Miller Lite. <laughs> Except for this is not my wife's half beer; it's my own beer. There you go. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have anything new. I mean, I did have a bottle of wine, but I just wasn't feeling uh, wine tonight. So maybe one, maybe, wine. maybe one of our episodes I'll be busting out like oh, I got this nice. Uh, a Chardonnay I'm drinking, you know. <laughs> we should have a wine episode where we just get giggly drunk off of uh, bottles of wine. That'd be no, a good time. That'd be very good classy. Time. Maybe All right, let's get to the let's get to the fun part of the episode that we got going Ooh. on. So, what do we got going on today, Costa Bro? Oh, we've got a freaking heater of an interview. So we've got Ryan from Theme Park Tours. This guy's starting up his own theme park tour company a one-man band so to speak and uh, we've got an awesome interview that i'm telling you when this is done you're going to want to go on this tour in 2021 i want to go on it after already talking to him so i'm excited about it heck yeah so let's get to the interview all right cuzzies i want to welcome to the show um our first guest um ryan from theme park tours llc ryan how you doing today Hey guys, doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. I uh, really appreciate it. Now, Ryan is a, is a very fun guest because he has actually started a, a business of sorts here. Right. And uh, Tell us about uh, what you got going on down there at uh, Theme Park Tours. Yeah, so it's just me. It's a one-man show. Uh, my name's Ryan. I'm a super uh, coaster enthusiast. Always have been since uh, first grade. Um, and, you know, with Theme Park Review becoming such an invite-only kind of an exclusive thing, I thought there was definitely a big market opening uh, for, you know, younger people to get involved in uh, going on tours and visiting parks. And I thought it was also just a great thing for me to make where we could have so many coaster enthusiasts come together, um, get some perks along the way, and just visit some parks that we've kind of all wanted to go to. So I essentially have created a tour company where I'm the lone operator. And I plan to bring people around in a charter bus and I provide hotels, of course, transportation, admission, uh, fast passes, which is really a big uh, part of the company, exclusive ride time, which is great, and three meals a day as well. So you're going to get fed, no problem, and uh, you're going to get all the other perks on top of that. So really exciting for me. It's been a dream come true. Well, that's awesome. So you mentioned Theme Park Review. They used to do, um, or I guess they still do tours um, right they're really popular i know in like the mid 2000s i remember absolutely yeah they were fun fun to follow along with for sure oh yeah so is that kind of what inspired you to start the business or did it something else uh it's definitely that um i've always been fond of them um but as they've gotten older things have become like i mentioned more exclusive uh They've kind of more wanted to bring friends along, which I don't blame. They've become so popular. It's like when that when a thousand people want to come on a trip, how can I bring, you know, a thousand people to Japan or whatever? That's ludicrous. But um, no, I wanted to just create another outlet that kind of filled the gaps between that kind of invite only atmosphere at Theme Park Review and the daily events that we have at the American Coaster Enthusiasts. I wanted something that was a little more consistent and dedicated when it came to touring 
where I think ACE kind of has those daily events where, hey, you go on a weekend, you know, you get some ERT, here you go. I wanted something where it was like just absolute coaster madness for six to seven days where you could just get on a bus, not have to worry about anything and just make some friends and meet some people who uh, share the same passion as you. It's awesome. This one's for the nerds. I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what are you most excited about um, with starting these tours up? Because you guys haven't started yet. Is that right? No, no. Our first tour is in uh, 2021, uh, you know, with everything going on right now. Uh, definitely wouldn't be the greatest time to jump into the market. But 2021, fingers crossed that everything is A-OK by then. And uh, we're, we're super excited. So our first tour is in mid-July, actually from July 11th to the 16th. So it's a six-day tour. We're going to hit seven different parks on the tour. It's, it's going to be an absolute blast. What are some of the highlights of those parks that you're going to? Yeah, so, first one. you know, this is another thing that goes along with um, something that's just been so cool about starting a company like this is that, you know, I've been a coaster enthusiast for so long and really haven't done very much in the community. And it's been really great to not only reach out to people at the parks, but people on Instagram and people on Facebook. But uh, a really cool thing has been talking with some of the owners and the PR teams at some of these theme parks. It's like pretty amazing that actually the owner of Quasi Amusement uh, Park in Connecticut, he loves the idea and he's so excited to have us out. And we're going to get a whole hour of exclusive ride time on Wooden Warrior. And we have a lot more exclusive ride time in the can coming up, but you know, there are definitely some, uh, some great coasters that we're going to get on uh, the parks included on the first tour is uh, Six Flags New England, Lake Compounds, Quasi. Then we're going to go to Knobles, then Ooh. Hershey Park for some Candemonium. Then we're going to get to Dorney Park, and we're going to end off the tour on El Toro at Six Flags Great Adventure. So it's going to be a perfect circle. And I think these theme parks really capture the spirit of what uh, Northeastern living is all about. I think he definitely sold Costa Bro on that trip, especially to Knobles. So he yeah. loves Knobles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have it written down here, a couple of my notes. I know you're a big uh, classic <laughs> park fan. Knobles uh, is fantastic. Uh, I don't, I, we do have ERT there. I just can't comment on exactly which ride, but. Uh, I was told we'll definitely be taken care of as a coaster club. So we'd love to have you come along. Oh yeah. That's awesome, man. So you, you have one thing that I found that is kind of awesome about what you're offering are some of your special perks and you've kind of hinted at some of them, but um, ERT included, but what, what else, what other special perks do you get from this tour? Yeah. So fast passes is definitely one of those things that's huge. Um, I actually worked at the flash pass at six flags, great adventure for four years when I was younger uh, I knew I always wanted to work at Great Adventure. I live five minutes away, so it was a match made in heaven, and I loved it, uh, but just kind of, you know, outgrew my time there and have moved on, you know, went to college and everything, so it wasn't in the cards for me to stay at Flash Pass all, all my life, but, um, but no, I loved it there, and I know how important it is for someone maybe coming from not only out of state, but even out of the country to have Flash Pass for just that one day that they have at the park. You know, people would come in and say, well, should I get a flash pass? I'm from England and I'd come once every 10 years. And I say, why are you even asking me that question? Uh, the answer will always be yes, because flash pass simply just removes all the stress of trying to jam in, you know, 14 different roller coasters in one day, waiting in lines, worrying about that. Flash pass, you simply just reserve your ride, 
you could even wait in line for another ride waiting for that reservation time. So you'll get a two-in-one uh, advantage there. But definitely Flash Pass is always bad. I'm like the biggest fan of Fast Pass. Anytime I go to theme parks, it's, it's just it's so worth it, especially if you only have one day. So in addition to the Fast Pass, we have that exclusive ride time, as I mentioned, which is more you know, a little more private setting, whereas fast pass, you know, you're kind of out and about during the day, but we're gonna have specific times laid out for our theme park tours group to privately get to ride certain roller coasters throughout the tour. And I'd say another great advantage of going on one of these trips is, you know, being with other friends. And I think uh, it's really magical what happens when, you know, dedicated coaster enthusiasts come together. So that's kind of been another reason why I've started something like this. That's so awesome, man. Now, tell us about transportation. I saw that buses are involved. Uh, tell us Absolutely. about those. Yeah, so that's been super fun because I know zilch, uh, you know, before this about chartering a bus, but I have learned so much, not only about chartering a bus, but starting a company, which I am now a legal LLC. It's been a really cool experience for me. So this has all been so new, but I've learned so much in such a short amount of time. But in regards to the bus side, really done my uh, due diligence on trying to find which ones are more comfortable, which ones have the most amenities. Um, and I have a bus company picked out currently that I think everyone's gonna be really happy with. They're probably top top two or three in the entire uh, country uh, as far as amenities and things like that. That's awesome. Now, is there gonna be like a special meeting point that you guys have like at airports or? Uh, right. Yeah. So the first tour, that Northeastern leadoff, I've kind of dubbed it, uh, is going to be starting and ending at Newark Airport in New Jersey. Um, it's just such a great meeting point. It's very central. It's also a major international airport uh, where anyone from across the world can really fly into uh, within a day. Um, so we are going to meet at Newark Airport. Tour is going to leave from there probably pretty early on a Sunday morning. Uh, it's going to be I'd say 7, 8 a.m. And we're going to hightail it right up to Six Flags New England to go get on Wicked Cyclone. That's a great start yeah. to a trip. Absolutely. Way to kick it off. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So what type of costs are associated with the tours? Yeah. So the tours, I have created kind of a dynamic pricing system ranging from $1,300 to $1,500. And I've simply created that structure just because I find it a little unfair to charge someone who has a six flag season pass or meal plan and we're going to New England and great adventure. So I don't know why I would charge you, you know, a second time for something you already have. So uh, we, we do offer discounts to people who have both are either a six flag season pass meal plan or a Cedar fair season pass or meal plan. So on my website, I have like seven or eight different options depending on what you have and don't have. It can be a little confusing, but I've tried to lay it out. It's like, I have a season pass. I do not have a season pass. So if you just go in and click the option, you'll, it'll come up with your special price there. I really think your tour members will appreciate that, especially if they Definitely. spend so much money. And I know so many enthusiasts that have that Six Flags pass with a meal option. or Exactly, exactly. And then they just, diet. some they don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah. that's super nice. All right. Um, what about age requirements? Is there an age requirement to go on this tour alone? Yeah, yeah. So that can definitely be pretty scary. And especially for all the parents out there, uh, you know, leaving your child with someone like me, uh, it could seem a little scary at first for sure. Um, 
So my minimum is 14 years old. Uh, all minors will room with other minors. That's a very, very you know hard requirement that I have. Uh, Same-sex rooming. Um, essentially, if you are under 17, you'll have to stay with the tour guide. You're looking at him. He's right here. Um, right. <laughs> so I'm going to be kind of you know getting all the kids around the park and everything like that. And I love roller coasters too. So we're just going to do a majority vote essentially on what ride comes up next, and and that's going to be the gist of it. But you know, if there's someone who's younger, they can definitely bring along a parent, which means they wouldn't have to stay with me as the tour guide. And that's another great thing about my tours is I definitely want to be as hands off as possible. Um, people are spending a lot of money. They shouldn't have to be bogged down by spending literally every second of their day with me. So once we get to a theme park, you're free to enjoy the park as you wish. Um, I've built in kind of informal lunches and dinners as well as certain ride takeovers where if you want to be with the group, by all means, you can stay with the group and join us on certain rides and eat with us and get to know each other. But if your thing is just, I'm going to fly solo at a theme park and try and get as many rides in as I can, you know, be my guest. That's, that's kind of the way I want to run this. Awesome. Now you've talked about your Northeast tour or what I would call the Northeast tour. You yes. Have a fancy yes. Name. yes it's the, the Northeastern leadoff I've called it. It's our first tour. It sounds fancy. You know, there you go. <laughs> now do you have other tours that you have announced yet? Uh, so for 2021, we only have the single tour, you know, I'm new to this. This is going to be a learning experience. Anyone who comes on this tour, I will tell you, it takes a certain amount of trust to come along on a, you know, an unproven company. And I would definitely appreciate it. Of course, I'm super excited about it. And I know I won't let anyone down based on the amount of work that I've put into this, but um, we really do want to expand based off the success of the 2021 tour. I'd like to do two to three tours per year. Um, by 2022, maybe not only the Northeast kind of expand out, maybe a Midwest tour, a California tour. I'm thinking maybe a little Texas involved. Uh, and I, I also like the idea of a little uh, road to Cedar Point, maybe from the Northeast out to Cedar Point and back might not be the worst idea. And then, you know, way down the line, 2024, 2025. I would love to do something in England. I would love to be able to go to Europe and do something like that. So I can't make any of those dedicated plans yet as much as I would want to go there and how high they are on my bucket list. But uh, definitely just need to see how this goes. And I'm just, I'm so excited to get started and I'm, I'm pouring every bit of myself into this. So that's, that's how I know it'll really be you know, successful. Do you have a limit of how many spots are going to be on the tour? Right. So for this tour to happen, I need a minimum of 25 and I also have a maximum of 55. So with that minimum, the only reason I have that is just because a lot of parks don't allow groups to take certain perks as well as get certain group rates if they don't have a minimum. So I've already told anyone if they put down a deposit for the tour, uh, it will be refunded in full in March if we do not reach that 25 requirement. I do not see that happening now. We've had actually a ton of interest from Instagram and Facebook, which I'm super excited about. I know people are being a little wary because of the coronavirus, but I totally understand that. And I mean, it's only, it's the end of June right now. We still have over a calendar year before this trip. So plenty of time to uh, make this happen. And uh, yeah, we're just super excited. I hope obviously I get that 55 maximum uh, and we make this tour as epic as possible with as many coaster enthusiasts as we can jam onto one tour bus. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That is awesome. Theme parks. Absolutely. There. Remember, when we used to just drink beers in college and drink 
doing this. <laughs> now we have the guy that's actually doing it. Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, over the with with all the coronavirus stuff going on, I've I've been you know I'm starting a new job next week, so I've basically been home not doing all that much, and I'm thinking to myself. Instead of wasting my time, you know, playing video games or just really doing nothing, watching movies, I said, you know, this is something that you're passionate about. This is something that's achievable. Why not just put your effort into doing something that'll better the community? And this is kind of the brainchild of all those things put together. So really, really happy with the progress I've made. That's awesome. Was the plan always to be 2021 to launch it? Or did you have plans to do it this summer, but with everything going on, it pushed it back? Or um, Yeah, actually, I think... My plan was to start in 2021. I think it just wasn't possible for me to get everything going in such a short order. And I knew being a new company it would take time for me to get my name out there and for me to reach out to enough people. And I think definitely that extra year is such like a welcomed cushion because I would be running around like a madman if I didn't have that year. What's up, nerds? RMC guy here. Look, this interview's been fine at all, but it's time to kick it up a notch. It's time for the ejector seat. We're talking back row, steel, vengeance, stuff here. Enjoy the segment. I'm going to go back to my Jeep and my boat that's filled with 20-year-old Hooters girls. Yeah, you ready to, to sit in the ejector seat? Oh, I'm in the ejector seat. I'm buckled in. And is this right. rapid fire theme park stuff? Yeah, is this rapid fire? I gotta yeah, be, it'll be pretty I gotta fast. Be, I got to be ready to whip out all the answers here. Okay, this is great. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't go to answer this one, but I got to check. Are you a sure. fan or an enthusiast? Um, I'm an enthusiast, definitely. Uh, it's just, it's in my blood. There's nothing more I can say about that. <laughs> I think you mentioned enthusiast like 16 times. So probably, I totally I gathered probably. that Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like about theme parks and amusement parks? Uh, you know, obviously I'm a roller coaster fan, but I love just being in a theme park atmosphere. And also having been an employee there, it's really funny how I kind of, watch and see how other employees act at each theme park I go to. And actually it's kind of funny. I always have this story that at Cedar point, it was very hot and a lot, get on, get off the ride. That's it. We don't care. Send the ride. But I went to Kings Island the day after that and just fell in love with the park because everyone was just so friendly and they, they really made sure that, you know, you had a great time there. And that's something that I always kind of look for. I had to say agree with that. When Coaster Bro and I went to Cedar Point for the first time, it was his second time. Uh, and we okay. were Cedar Fair employees too. And we, we recognized that too. Like, you know, it's the flagship park, but it just seemed like. It right. Was, yeah. They're just, just the very, customer service. Get in, get out. Yeah. Yep, that's, I felt the exact same way. And, you know, to this day, I'm still, I just, there's, I don't know if it was something in the air at Kings Island, but they really did a great job. That's awesome. So what's your favorite amusement park? Uh, actually, Kings Island would be my favorite amusement park. I went back uh, in the summer of 2017 with my buddy. Uh, we did four theme parks in four days with 24 hours of driving in between. Do not recommend. Uh, my tour will not be like that because that was absolutely ridiculous. I think by the fourth day, I can remember him looking over at me. It was Kennywood was the last day. The kid was half asleep in line for like the Black Widow ride. And he's like, dude, we should just go home. I'm like, we just got here two hours ago, but we were just done. It was not, not working. But I think Kings Island just really did it for me. They had a great lineup. And, uh, yeah. Like I mentioned, the, the employees, they were really nice. I love that park. It's one of my yep. favorites. It'll be even better this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe. If it ever opens. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about your first roller coaster ride. 
Yeah, I actually do remember this one. I know some people don't remember their first. Uh, I was in first grade. Um, it's a little town in New Jersey, um, Egg Harbor Township, it's called. It's a little park called Storybook Land. Um, <laughs> it's themed. It's a really actually a cute park for little kids. Um, I haven't been back since first grade, but um, it's themed on all these different fairy tales and things like that. And one of the rides was called Bubbles the Coaster. It's one of those little like Miller loops or whatever and uh i don't know the feeling it gave me in my stomach i was like wow i've never felt this on anything before that's so uh, amazing and from there you know you get on youtube and you start finding all these povs and it just kind of took off like wildfire from there that's awesome what are your top three roller coasters all right so i'd say my top three roller coasters are definitely intimidators number one or intimidator 305 not intimidator carowinds <laughs> uh, i'm a huge intimidator 305 fan i try and get to king's dominion every year just because i'm really in love with that ride um i will say god bless king's dominion for having the more vest intimate restraints um i'm six foot eight i don't fit in many rides anymore wow. um I went on Cheetah Hunt this past year, which doesn't have the intimate vest restraint. I think you can ask my girlfriend, I'm 90% sure I came back to the station crying. Um, <laughs> just so painful for me to get on some of these rides these days. And God bless those uh, intimate vest restraints just allow a couple extra inches for someone with you know higher shoulders like me. So Intimidator's number one. I have to go with El Toro at number two. I live five minutes from Great Adventure, but that ride never fails to amaze me. Um, and I think that's the fun of it has always kind of been living so close to, and hey, do you guys want to go ride El Toro or something like that? Um, three is a tough one, actually. I'm, I'm going to go with Sky Rush. I really enjoyed that one at Hershey Park. I thought, you know, it didn't bother me. I mean, it wasn't an over-the-shoulder restraint, so I'd rather deal with it on my, on my thighs than my shoulders. But uh, I never found it to be too uh, uncomfortable as some people claim, but that's, that's a pretty good one. This man seeks intensity. I love it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and non-shoulder restraints too. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Any lap bars is, is great in my book. What are your top three favorite rides that are non-roller coasters? Non-roller coasters? I love Demon Drop at Dorney Park. That thing is so much fun. That is just such a surreal experience feels very natural free fall compared to some of the drop towers of today. Yes. Um, I also liked Falcon's Fury at Busch Gardens Tampa. That was such a different experience, you know, facing the ground, really wild. Um, and then I have to go with the zipper um, at any county fair. That thing scares me to death, but when I go on that, I can't stop laughing. There's just something <laughs> about it that is just so out of control. You know, they're usually held together by like bobby pins or something like that you, you don't know if you're going to come flying out of that thing or not yeah operators smoking the cigarette definitely yeah, yeah. you don't know it's, you don't know if you're going to come back alive or not but i think that's half the fun of it i've never been brave enough to ride one but oh they're so nuts it's just out of control just I always out of love control. i love the padding that just like in the ceiling of the vehicle like or whatever i know it's amazing it's, it doesn't even do anything it's just so <laughs> worn down at that point you're just sitting on metal basically it's hysterical what's your biggest guilty pleasure when you're at a theme, a theme park oh you know i love funnel cakes i love mm. looking for funnel cakes i try and find my girlfriend doesn't like them but they make the at bush gardens williamsburg they have this 
strawberry shortcake kind of fake strawberry shortcake uh funnel cake and man that thing is to die for but she always makes fun of me for eating something like that so it's safe to say that anybody goes on the tour you're gonna know all the funnel cakes oh you're gonna you're gonna hear about all the best funnel cakes you you've (laughs) got that right and the great adventure fudge i must say from working there that's one thing i learned is that the fudge is so beyond underrated (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite memory from a park Favorite memory from a park? You know, I have so many good ones. I'll bring up two, actually. Not to, I know the ejector seat is supposed to be so rapid fire, and clearly I love talking. But <laughs> um, So my first one would be, in 2008, I can remember, uh, Iron Man 1 came out, and, you know, I couldn't drive back then. I was too young. And my dad um, took me to the movie theater to go see Iron Man one day. He's a pretty big Iron Man fan. And on the way home from the movie theater, you know, I live so close to Great Adventure, we, we passed the entrance and, you know, I'm thinking nothing of it. And apparently he snuck both of our season passes into his wallet. And right as we were coming up on the turn, you know, we're going straight, I'm thinking nothing. He throws on his blinker and starts moving over towards the Great Adventure entrance. And, you know, he knew I loved roller coasters. I'm saying, Dad, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, well, what do you mean? We'll go have, a, you know, a couple hours of fun. It was already getting late. And we just marathoned El Toro for, it must have been three hours straight. And boy, was that a great memory. And then another one I have, a little bit of uh, homage to uh, New Jersey, would be the uh, Starjet, the old roller coaster that fell into the water during Hurricane Sandy. Um, I went on a Boy Scout trip when I was a lot younger to Seaside, and they had us in tents on the beach. It was like, they're kind of neat, actually, you know, staying at Seaside. And, you know, we, they gave us an all day ride pass. Now during Boy Scouts, there's really not much to do besides make a campfire and kind of hang out, talk about whatever. But we were lucky enough that Casino Pier was like, here, we'll give you all day ride passes. So we're like, you know what, let's just go on rides the entire day. And you know, most of those boardwalks have no lines for anything. (laughs) I think we went on that Star Jet 50 some odd times. It was just ridiculous, but it was just so funny being with, you know, all the guys in your, in your scout troop and stuff, just really a fun experience. That's awesome. All right. Last question, but very important. How can our listeners contact you and also sign up for one of these tours? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you guys can contact me through my website. That's at themeparktours.org. That's all one word. Um, I have an interested slide where you can put down your email and your phone number and just a little brief message. Um, I get all the messages to my phone so I can answer everyone with if they have any questions or need more information. I'm also very active on Instagram. So if anyone wants to shoot me a DM, by all means, go ahead. Uh, I love talking about this stuff, clearly. Um, so we do have a deposit to get on this tour. Uh, the deposit is totally refundable if you decide to cancel before March 1st, which is kind of the day where everything's going to be sorted out. So if you're like, hey, I can't make it, I have no problem sending you your money back. But just make sure you let me know before that March 1st deadline. So you basically put in the deposit now. That'll secure your spot on our trip. Um, and then you just pay the remaining balance before March 1st. Awesome, awesome. And we'll put all that information in our show notes. So yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, I know it's like a whole mouthful. <laughs> I hope the people at home have like a pen and pad ready to go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Ryan. This has been awesome. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We uh, would love to uh, talk to you guys again at some point. And just this is wonderful. And I really appreciate you guys uh, helping me out with this. Well, that was a hell of a time with Ryan. That was a great interview, man. 
Yeah, that was a lot of fun. He's a cool dude. So uh, everyone should definitely go sign up for a tour. Let's have a lot of fun. Like, and like it's it's just, a- I think my favorite part about it is that, like, even if you have, like, re- reservations about, like, COVID and everything, like, if it doesn't end up happening, he's giving you your money back. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And, you know, we have a whole year, like you said, a whole calendar year until the trip's going to happen and everything. So, and so like March 1st when everything, when all the plans go out, so plenty of time to get things going. So might be the breakout trip that you and I need. (laughs) Yeah. We're definitely gonna need a theme park fix next year just because, uh, when I get in this year, so (laughs) we'll be lucky to ride Mamba. All right. So that's the end of our show. But before we go, make sure that you guys follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We are at Coaster Cuzzies. Um, definitely need to check out our TikTok because we're almost like TikTok famous now, Theme Park Stud. Yeah. We have like, view, we have like multiple videos in the double digit point blank range of views. And one of our videos actually got 10k likes. I feel I feel like a superstar. I feel like an influencer at this point. <laughs> I don't know about you. Up. But we actually got the ability to go live on TikTok. So um, by the time you're hearing this recording, we would have had our first Q&A. So just make sure you're following us on TikTok. We'll be going live and we have all sorts of great videos on there. And then one thing I haven't brought up in a while, we've been doing a live show every Saturday morning at well, I've been doing a live show every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Uh, it's called Coffee with Coaster Bro. I drink my coffee. We talk coasters. And uh, we've been having some guests on every now and then, coming on and making an appearance. But uh, if, if you are up and at them on Saturday morning and you're wanting to talk coasters and get your weekend started right, um, it's the regular thing now. So um, make sure you're following us on Instagram, at Coaster Cuzzies. So if, check out our coffee with coaster bro show and then got to mention the website coastercuzzies.com is where you can find all of this information wrapped into one and follow at your own pace <laughs> all right well thank you for joining us stay fly america you know what to do